Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to this special edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I'm Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon, but also Sam Spiegelman of On3 has joined us because week one for high school football, especially in Louisiana, is already in the books. And Sam is one of the guys that hits the road, racking the miles up uh, along the interstate there to get around and see a lot of these guys that LSU's either got committed, is targeting, or they very much have on their radar. Sam, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. We've been at this on the LSU beat or covering Louisiana recruiting as a trio now for, gosh, seven years now. You and Sam, uh, you and Shay were, were on the beat about a year or so before I got down here. But it's changed so much. Coaches have changed at LSU. One thing that hasn't changed is LSU's been able to reel in some top Louisiana talent. Let's lead off with one of the guys that you first got out and saw this fall already, and that's Kyrie Lee, uh, the 2024 LSU offensive line commit, who you were the one that really broke the news that he was coming to LSU. At that time, he was kind of a developmental take for LSU. They had wanted him to lose some weight. Well, he did just that. Uh, over the course of the spring and now that you've gotten to see him as a senior what are your thoughts yeah well first of all I mean it, talk about losing weight I think he's lost now 85 or so pounds um, over the course of you know going into his senior year he's at just about 300 um, as they prepare for week one this week um, so we saw him at his jamboree I've seen him a couple of different times this this year and um, you know he, he's we, saw, we also saw him at LSU camp where I thought he was one, arguably the best offensive lineman, you know, in attendance at, at, on different events. I mean, I think he's he's continued to take steps. I think he's light on his feet. I think he blocks really well out in space. I think obviously he's not going to play tackle at LSU, LSU and, and the John Ariad football team has taken that into account to allow him to shift back into guard and and. I, I joke with him after that all their successful gains on the ground come with Kyrie either pulling or, or paving the way for him. Um, I think he's really good, uh, you know, at the point of con point of contact. Um, I, yeah, he's, he's a little bit, you know, he's got a little bit of areas to improve as far as his bend and, um, you know, kind of filling out his frame the way you want him to look when he's going to play in the SEC. But those are, that's natural for an offensive lineman at his age. I really do think it's so commendable how quickly he's taken to to the position development. And I think like y'all can agree as, as adult men, it's really hard to lose weight. So to lose 85 pounds shows you the kind of work ethic and drive that this kid has to be great one day. You know, I think whatever the, the LSU weight program tells him to do, he's going to do. And I think he's going to thrive. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that jumped out to me, Sam, is that Losing that kind of weight as a high school kid before you're even in a college strength and conditioning program is tough. We don't see it <clears throat> happen a ton. So for him to trim down and be there ahead of his senior year, it's not like he's doing this in the off season before he enrolls at LSU. This is before his senior year. Uh, I like that. And then I'll say this with a lot of New Orleans schools and a lot of schools around the state. It's always good to get a John Eric kid. And I know where L Mac is on that team right now and he's committed to Florida that being said, every year, John Eric seems to have an SEC-level player on the roster, at least every couple of years. So uh, Kyrie Lee is a guy at that school who I feel like, and Sam, you've talked a lot about this, who knows everybody, is friends with everybody, uh, and having him on roster only helps. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is the kind of kid that, you know, he committed midway through his junior year, um, got it out of the way very early. I don't, I, 
didn't even entertain other schools, really. I think other schools like Mississippi State and Texas and Florida State all were were kind of poking his, to gauge his interest. Um, and he's kind of become one of the, like you said, one of the leaders of this class. He's one of the guys that LSU wants. He's a guy that wants to be at LSU, that wants to kind of thrive in this environment, has dreamt about it, taken no you know, BS routes with his recruitment. Um, and I think he, this, the staff has embraced him and, and Brad Davis loves him. Uh, all the assistants love him. I mean, he is... I think he's one of the guys that you would possibly regret if he left the state. So I, I think it's a, it's a good get for, like Billy said, a developmental lineman for sure. But he, I'd bet on him more times than I wouldn't. And I, I think Brad Davis has done a really nice job kind of walking that line between Louisiana and going national. And so on paper, when he first committed, it was kind of like, wow, all right, he's got a little bit of a ways to go. But really, I mean, he is I didn't recognize him this summer when I saw him uh, at LSU camp. He had lost even more weight, and, and he showed up, and he was recruiting some guys and all that. So a good-looking take uh, out of Aaron. Another guy who's kind of a projection, uh, but Sam, one of the most dynamic players in the state of Louisiana. You got your eyes on him uh, this fall already as well, and that's uh, Lafayette Christian Academy quarterback Jawan Johnson. He's going to play defense back at LSU. We saw him work out at a defensive back a little bit in the seven-on-seven camp, but also um, at LSU camp as a defensive back. I think he really has grown on me more and more. He got bigger this year compared to where he was last summer, uh, summer 2022. Um, So that was nice to see. And his twitch is always something that I've been impressed with as LSU looks to him really as a nickel, maybe a corner. Yeah, well, you – Last year was his first taste of, of giving defensive back a shot. Last spring, uh, somebody said, hey, Juwan, you know, we don't think you're going to get recruited as a, as a quarterback, which is what he wanted to get recruited for. I mean, he had led LCA to a state championship, leading the offense as a freshman, triumph past guys like Arch Manning and all these powerhouses in the state. Um, and he thought he deserved the right to play quarterback. And I do think at a certain level he could play quarterback. He is so dynamic, like you said, Billy. Um, with the ball in his hands. It's, it's such a remarkable feat every time you get to watch Juwan Johnson play. But he just started playing defensive back last year. He started training with a, a Baton Rouge area trainer who works with a lot of the, the LSU DBs. Um, and Juwan Johnson took to it so quickly. He went up to Nebraska and he clocked to 4 5 40 for, for Mickey Joseph up there. And then he came to LSU. And I thought he, for, for an underclassman, he was one among the top performers that we saw in the in the whole. And it was only a few weeks into learning the position. He did a private workout again for Coach Steeples that summer. And, um, you know, last year during the fall and en route to a state championship game appearance, he played DB in critical moments. And that's that's going to be the, the same case this year. Um, Billy pointed out how much bigger he is. I mean, he's he's big. And he's also really agile. I, I like how that translates to the nickel position. That's a, it's a reactive position. And I don't know if there's a more instinctive player in the state of Louisiana than Juwan Johnson. I think, yeah, the, the DB part is going to take a while to, to get used to that. I think it's a, but I, I love kids that play both sides of the ball and, and Juwan Johnson. I don't know if there's anyone better to do it in, in the state. And I'm so excited to see what he does against this Acadiana front on a Friday night. This is if I were to pick five players in Louisiana, and I know I've sang his praises for a while now, I would put Jawan as one of the five I'd want on my team. As Sam said, he's just a football player, and LCA is one of the state's best programs, plays at a super high level, playing the quarterback spot. God, last year when they lost in the dome, Sam, what did he have like 500 all purpose yards? State record for an individual amount of yards in a state championship game. I mean, unbelievable from. 
early in his career to now. And this is the kind of kid that if he was playing wide receiver, that coaches would be like, oh, move him to DB. Like that's the type of Louisiana athlete you've gotten him. I love Juwan Johnson, top five player in this class for me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, so LSU is uh, going to have time to develop him as well. Uh, He's part of a loaded uh, cornerback class for LSU, and they might not be done. Um, Shay, you had to scoop on this one on the site on um, Wednesday, and LSU is monitoring one of the state's SEC commits, uh, a guy who's committed elsewhere, and that's 2024 defensive back Bernard Pozzi out of John F. Kennedy in the New Orleans area. Shay, you have the scoop again. Subscribe to the Bengal Tiger, dollar for your month, first month, fifty percent off annual deal going on right now. But Sam, he's right in your backyard. You've got to see him a little bit. He was one of your top eye catchers from LSU camp this summer. If LSU does make the move here, obviously you feel pretty good about where things could go. But what is Bernard like as a player? Yeah, I think um, when you when you look at the state who had a really big spring and, and summer combined, I think Bernard is, is one of the they, people call him BB around here. So I'm just going to call him BB. It's more natural. Um, people, people think that he kind of won the off season as far as a defensive back, especially in the area, but really across the state. Um, you see, he's listed at six foot and one seventy. He, he ran a pretty decent time at LSU this summer, but um, you know, kind of reminds me of the situation with Chester Kimbrough a couple of years ago at LSU. And obviously it's a different staff's approach with, with BB here, but he's, he's really tough and he, he goes against really great competition. He went against uh, Teron Francis, one of my favorite receivers in the state for 2025 uh, in Carr and JFK's Jamboree last week. And he's playing some of these tough SEC bound receivers at a really high clip. He's physical. He's a little bit handsy. That's something you can work on, but he moves really well. Um, you know, he's got great hips and he attacks the ball and he's, he's you know, he's from New Orleans. He's tough as nails. Um, that's that's kind of the reputation. He, play, he plays like it. I think you love a uh, you love a defensive back with confidence and, and BB has that in spades. And, um, you know, I think it's someone that Pete Golding, he loves he loves these kind of kids. Um, he's recruited them at Alabama and he's now recruiting them at an even higher clip at Ole Miss. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if LSU does make that move, especially if BB has the kind of senior season a lot of people around here expect. Yeah, I think when we look at LSU, Sam, right now, and Billy, the corner room, like that's the biggest question mark for LSU's team this year. They only had one scholarship cornerback coming back on roster from a year ago. That's LaTerrence Welsh, who was really just playing special teams after um, his first year on roster coming out of Acadiana. I know that they've got Juwan Johnson and Wallace Foster who's a nickel and then a couple of -of out-of-state guys and Andre Evans and Kai Bates, but – I would keep an eye on Causey. And what LSU is doing here is they're doing this with a lot of kids around the state. Watch the first three to four games of the high school football season. Evaluate every play. See where your board's at. Watch the out-of-state guys. And if you feel good, then make a move. And I'll tell you what, I don't know what you want to call it now, week one, two, week two. Not this week, but next week. Uh, Kennedy goes up, uh, I think actually they're on the road, traveling down to Terrebonne. And Terrebonne has Kylan Billiot, LSU's uh, four-star wide receiver commit that they picked up over the summer. So that will be a nice wide receiver cornerback matchup to keep an eye on. 
Yeah, I, I like this move. Again, last year we saw LSU make a move on Dylan Carpenter in the state of Louisiana. So uh, they continue to keep their eye out for you know, guys that, you know, impress enough as seniors where they're left with no choice. They've got to make a move on them. And, and Bernard is one of those guys. They moved on Joe Pryor this summer. Um, so I, I'm all for this. I think loading up the corner room is a smart decision. It's one of those positions that can be hit by the injury bug a little bit. And also, you know, you never know what happens with Denver Harris uh, down the line. So maybe addressing that position from a depth perspective is probably uh, one of the moves that uh, doesn't surprise me that LSU is, is kicking the tires on. Guys, before we go any further, we've got to talk about our new friend of the podcast, Zach Payne. And Zach is an LSU supporter, uh, one of the guys that uh, is really looking to get more involved on LSU side of things as far as supporting the program. And so that's a big reason why he wanted us to introduce you guys to Green State Wealth Management. Uh, you can contact Zach uh, at Zach Payne at Green State WM. Dot org uh, for your wealth management, financial planning. Uh, Shay, we had a long conversation with Zach and we talked with him a good bit over the summer about doing this and uh, thrilled to have him on board as one of the podcast sponsors now. Um, and so you can reach out to him and you know, really he can handle just about everything from retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, all of those things. Uh, Zach has your back um, when it comes to that with Green State Wealth Management. I think you just came up with this tagline. Zach will have your back. It works very well. Uh, but yes, uh, shout out to Zach, who is a big, big supporter of LSU sports and certainly LSU football. And uh, we've known him. He's been around a long time. Uh, he's stepped up for us and sponsoring uh, one of our recruiting pods each week. So glad to kick things off with Sam here. Uh, but again, if you've got any questions, as Billy said, it could be anything involving wealth management or uh, anything of that uh, sort of scope, uh, as Billy said, IRAs, 401ks, annuities, any investments you might have made or might be making. Uh, he does all of that sort of financial planning that goes towards retirement and uh, is heavily involved in that as well. So we will uh, we'll talk with Zach more and more uh, as people start to reach out to him and get involved and kind of see where this goes. But yes, if you've got any sort of wealth management questions and it costs nothing, just reach out to him and uh, see what you guys can get set up. Yeah, so his contact info is on the page there. If you're watching on YouTube, we'll also have it in the uh, YouTube description link uh, for you guys to reach out to Zach Payne. Uh, he's Iowa City Tiger fan on the board if you want to shoot him a DM. Uh, so reach out to Zach. We're excited to start this partnership with him, a guy who is uh, very much supporting LSU in a big way right now. So uh, check out uh, Green State Wealth Management and uh, give Zach Payne a ring. Uh, he'll have your back. Uh, when it comes to wealth management. So shout out to Zach for uh, for supporting the podcast and also uh, everything he's doing uh, on the back end for LSU. Uh, Sam, you brought up a good point uh, when talking about Bernard, and it made me think and, and tweak our rundown a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned Teron Francis, a guy who's going to be you know, ranked as one of the better players in the state of Louisiana by on three at some point. He's out of Edna Carr. That's where Aaron Anderson hails from. What do you see from him early on? He's a guy with an LSU offer in his hand. Yeah, like like Aaron, he was uh, he was an impact player for Edna Carr, which is very rare uh, when you're a freshman. And now he's entering his junior year. Um, and one of the one of the air, I can't even believe he's a junior already. Um, his his nickname for for fans at home is Manchild. 
Um, and so Manchild and BB went at it last Friday, last Saturday night at uh, at Keller Stadium over there at East St. John. But um, the the goal for Teron this year is to be more consistent. And if that's the case, he's going to, like you said, Billy, he's going to be ranked one of the top receivers, not only in the state, but in the country. Because what he did in little glimpses last year kind of reminded someone of uh, kind of a supersized Aaron Anderson. Um, Shay and I were talking yesterday, kind of flashing back on Aaron's high school career. And by the time Aaron was graduating at five foot 10, he was beating two and three defenders in the end zone for jump balls. And Tehran can can out jump anyone in the room and has incredible hands. Um, some of the things that I've seen, he's really worked on his his body control. Make, you know, he's a big he's a big receiver on the perimeter. Um, and he's making, you know, difficult grabs along the sideline and, and in the red zone. And um, one of those catches in the red zone included with, with BB and his hands in his face. Toronto was still able to hold on. You know, if that's a contested catch, that's what he's going to have to do if he wants to play in the SEC. I think LSU is is among the favorites, if not already the favorite. Um, schools like A&M, Ole Miss, Mississippi State have all stayed in touch with him. And we'll be tracking in on him uh, more as he uh, breaks out even more as a junior. One guy that we don't need to see any more of to know what he brings to the table um, and we could probably dedicate a whole podcast to that's Harlan Berry, uh, the number one running back in the country by on three and the on three industry ranking a top 20 player overall. He's knocking on the top 10 for on three. You see that on three recruiting prediction machine giving LSU the heavy lead for him. I'll ask two questions. Do you think that's the case as his recruitment picks up as a junior now? And what does he bring to the field when you've seen him? Yeah, well, let me start with the the second question. I mean, it's it's almost unanimous, right? He is he is probably the best home run threat, uh, not only in the state but in the country. And if he was in the twenty twenty four class, I think he'd be ranked pretty high there too. Um, you know, I think what's interesting this year about what you know he might be used a little bit less. He got you know I saw him last year against Riverside, one of the most tough you know hard nosed defenses in the state last year, and he had twenty six carries. He was over a hundred yards, but he earned every single yard i think they're going to be a little more careful with him because people know who he is now and they are targeting him and he is only five foot ten and a half and you know just about 180 pounds that being said like i said he's still a new orleans kid he's tough as nails um he's really just tremendous with the way that they're using him on swing passes and on little bubble screens and um you know they're they're gonna let him return kicks and punts on occasion which man he is a he is just so dynamic in the open field i, I don't know if i've used this comparison around you guys um, but he reminds me of, of Joe McKnight, which I think is about the highest praise you can give someone in this area. Um, and he's just a junior. So this, this, the sky is the limit. As far as his recruitment, uh, my, Billy, you already know that my pick is on LSU. And I think LSU is, is of course, the team to beat. Um, but that doesn't mean that this recruitment is, is far from over. I kind of asked him if he was nearing the, the finish line. He's kind of seen a lot of schools. And we know that he, he has kind of publicly called LSU the favorite. Um, but I think that we're just he's just going to really dive into things from a national standpoint now this fall. I'd look for him to get out west to USC. Um, I'd look for him to get out east <laughs> to Penn State, potentially. We know that Texas, there's a lot of confidence in Austin. They've, they've obviously hit a couple of home runs here in, in Louisiana over the last few cycles. Um, and Florida, we know his relationship with Coach Luke over there. But do I think LSU is a team to beat? Yeah, I think uh, everyone is still trying to close the gap on, on Harlem Berry. I don't have much to add there. I think he's the best. He's probably the best running back. I, I think when the dust settles, will be the best running back to come out of Louisiana since Fournette. That's my two cents. Elite, elite, elite. 
Yeah, I think it's game-breaking. And, and also, I, you posted uh, uh, something on your Instagram, Sam, uh, him catching a little pass and just turning it into a huge play. I think that's something that, you know, as LSU's offense continues to develop uh, through the years, getting those running backs a little bit more involved in the passing game is something that he can really bring to the table. Gadget players are kind of, you know, all the rage in a way. But to have that from the running back position, whereas, you know, slot, you could kind of show that or think, you know, people might know it's coming a little bit more. But to get him into the screen game, get him out on swing passes, I just think he's got a little bit of everything. So um, he's uh, he's going to be fun to watch over the next uh, couple of years, uh, without a doubt. If you want to feel old, Shay, uh, Harlem, I do. Harlem's favorite running back growing up was Leonard, of course. Um which is, of course, why Frank Wilson is, is leading his recruitment. Frank led Leonard's recruitment so long ago. So, yeah, when Harlem told me that, that was um, that was probably the oldest I've ever felt in this line of work. I guess he probably wasn't even born to see, like, Justin Vincent or someone be his favorite <laughs> LSU or, uh, or Louisiana running back growing up. So, yes, the uh, times are changing. We're getting older, boys. I will say, too, uh, Charles Power, our national director of rankings and scouting through the uh, Jamal Charles comp on Harlem Berry, which I love. I think that's a mm. very great comp. If you want to know what kind of player a kid like Harlem Berry might end up being. Yeah. He's uh, I think it's funny seeing these guys that, especially you Shay, um, since you've been covering LSU since you've been in school, Jay Eugene Jr. You know, has come up and, and all of that. So uh, I mean, Drake or Patrick Jr. Just committed to Alabama. I mean, we are now in that time, uh, where, you know, guys, we've covered one round already. We're going to end up getting their kids. Just wait till you see the next name on the list, Billy. Uh, well, that, but. It's a little different. They're siblings. I mean, Brandon LaFell Jr. is coming up in Houston in a couple of years. He'll be in high school soon. So uh, get ready for that one, too. But uh, for those recruitniks that were around for Dylan Moses, Keelan Moses is coming up now. And he is uh, one of the state's top players, a guy who's clearly in the top 200 for on three overall, um, a top 15 linebacker nationally. He does a little bit of everything for you high. You were just out there to see him. What did you come away uh, thinking on, on Keelan as he gets into his junior year? This is the first time he put on pads since, uh, since they lost in the state semis against the same Dunham team after they up, I don't say they upset, but they upended Newman and Arch and ended his high school career and, uh, so he's been battling injuries a lot of the offseason, which, um, you know, kept him out of spring ball. Uh, I think he, I, you know, he was at LSU, but I don't think he worked out very much. Um, you know, I think seeing him back in form, you know, Jaden Osbury is now at Notre Dame. So they're giving Keelan some snaps at linebacker. They're letting him rush off the edge. He had his hand in the dirt, getting up next to Lamar Brown on the, on the defensive line, kind of using him a lot the way that Matt House uses Harold Perkins. Um, and I think Keelan is going to have a really, really, really productive senior season every time he touches the ball on offense. Again, they only have to give him five or ten carries, and he's going to he's going to break two or three of them loose for touchdowns. He's uh, I think he's you know I think he's approaching six foot three, a little bit north of two fifteen, entering his junior season, and he looks prime to. I think you know I think he's we're going to now that he's a junior and he's ranked and everyone is kind of aware of that he's at U High and he's kind of the elder statesman at U High. I think the the buzz is really going to pick up this fall for Keelan, um, and I think LSU is in a good spot, and they got they got a tough run with him with schools like Oregon and Florida and and Texas and Texas A and M also involved early on. I know this we're not talking much recruiting here, but uh, Sam, you put out an article uh, with Keelan, 
and Lamar Brown, who we're going to talk about here in a second. But uh, those guys are getting interest from all over the country. I still feel very good. I don't always say this about you high kids, even though it's on campus. Uh, and in fact, that's a reason. I think a lot of kids who go to U high their whole life start to think, oh, man, do I want to go to college on the same campus that I went to my entire elementary through middle school and high school, you know, school days and then high school playing days. I feel good about those two. Keelan Moses and Lamar Brown are two that I think that LSU would have to stumble in a big way not to get. I agree. Yeah, so we'll be tracking that one. I'm excited to see uh, how he does the rest of his junior year. But, guys, we're going to kind of wrap up with uh, two of the best in 2026 uh, here. And one of uh, Keelan's teammates is Lamar Brown, who, I mean, you see it there on YouTube if you're watching, top 10 prospect, number one interior offensive lineman. But are we about to witness a war over which side of the ball he plays at the next level? I know LSU's already jockeying uh, for position. I think that's a good that's a good battle to be had. Um, last time they did this was what Dar Rosenthal. That ended up being all right. Um, man, I, I really like him on offense. Man, he's really productive on the defensive line. But I think that's because he's just naturally so strong and, and powerful and athletic and agile. But I think for a lot of those same reasons, he's really impressive. Uh, he's playing right tackle at U High. Hey, I think he could be a right tackle or the number one interior offensive lineman in the country. He's so. I mean, for six foot, 260 pounds, he he's very light on his feet, but he's also enormously powerful. He's he said he, you know, he, he kind of, you know, pointing out that he doesn't really have much positional training and everything he learned was from Brad Davis this summer. And if this is how productive and dominant he is as a sophomore with just a, a few camps worth of, of knowledge, I am I'd be floored to see what, you know, getting in into a, an offensive line coach's meeting room and seeing what his floor his ceiling will be, because. He's tremendous, and I personally like him on offense, but, heck, I just want him on my team. Hey, that's what Coach Vice, UHI's uh, OC, uh, said that Lamar's a kid who runs with their wide receivers whenever they're doing summer conditioning stuff. Like, freaky athlete for how big he is. And, yeah, Sam, Billy, we were both at summer camp where I think Lamar probably came to every day of summer camp, and he worked out a lot of them. But he would get done working out with the D-line and Brad Davis and Joe Sloan and those coaches would be over there who recruit him and would say, all right, you're coming back tomorrow, huh? Because tomorrow you're doing, a, you know, you're working on offense tomorrow. So I do imagine that uh, it's not just you highs coaches that are battling over what side of the ball he should play. It's college coaches. Yeah, I think he can do it either way as well. I think the big thing that stands out about him is he carries – 260, I think that might be the updated uh, weight we have on him, but he carries that so well. I mean, he looks real trim um, no matter which way you slice it. Just a really good kid, too, off the field. He's a, you know, in terms of LSU, he's a guy that fits what Brian Kelly's trying to get into his program, guys like him, Keelan Moses, and others. But uh, just a really fun guy to, to talk with, catch up with, and uh, he's going to be one of the highest recruited guys um, in the state of Louisiana. And you talk about 2026, Jakeem Stewart's in there as well. Um, that, that battle for the number one spot in 2026 is going to be a fun one. A guy who does want to stake his claim uh, to being the top player in Louisiana is ranked as a top 10 prospect nationally on the on three industry ranking. And that's Blaine Bradford at Catholic. Uh, you saw him early in fall camp. So we haven't seen too much of him. Uh, in person as a, as a uh, sophomore yet, but he's one of the best uh, guys that you could ask for physically already this young in his high school career. 
the uh, the six foot one and the one ninety five, I think, was when I created his profile last summer uh, when I went up there when Shelton was getting close to his decision. Um, Blaine is checking in at a, a, a very tall, a little bit north of six foot two, just about two hundred pounds playing safety for Catholic. Um, I I think he, I think he might grow into a linebacker. I don't know what he is, but he's one of the hardest hitting straight line defenders that you will see. Um, that Catholic secondary is absolutely loaded. That defense is always going to be good, but that secondary Blaine's older brother is a 2025 uh, cornerback. who's about six foot one, 185 pounds. Who's having a really, really good off season. He picked up a, a Vanderbilt offer. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if LSU looks at Jacob Bradford down the road as well, based on his junior season and Blaine, Man, he can cut. He can cover. He can hit. He takes direct lines to the ball. He's very instinctive, and a, a kid that I don't know what position he grows into, but kind of like what Billy said, positionless football is all the rage, and he's a guy that you can put in at the second or third level of your defense, and and know that you're going to have a physical presence on that. It. I think we talked about this at camp. Um, you mentioned Sam, like at summer camp when they're doing seven on seven or any of that kind of stuff. Like Keelan Moses was there, but he wasn't working out that day. So he was kind of just hanging out with everyone. Blaine Bradford was doing the same. He could have easily mixed in with LSU's DBs and you would not have known he was a kid, not only in high school, he had just finished ninth grade at the time. I don't know. Like you'd have to jump to the Dylan Moses's, the Fournettes to go to kids who at that age look like he does. So between he and Jacob, the Bradfords are going to have quite the recruiting run here over the next couple of years and then next few years. Yeah, no question about it. As always, Louisiana producing plenty of talent. Sam, we're going to have you back later this season because I know you're going to be hitting the road seeing a lot more guys. We'll get your intel on those guys um, later in the season. So thanks for joining uh, the Bengal Tiger podcast, the, the debut for you uh, here on the pod. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to get back. So thanks for listening to this edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. We will catch you guys next week with another edition. Football is here. LSU kicks off against Florida State on Sunday night. Be sure to be tracking it all on thebengaltiger.com. Again, just a dollar for a month to join. 50% off annual subscriptions going on right now for kickoff. Can't wait. Hope you guys enjoyed this edition. We'll catch you next time.